This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. So there is two weeks to the election. My battle bus is just for the troops to rally around, and we're going to bring our message to London of a fresh start. Sean Bailey was out campaigning in St James Park as the race for London Mayor enters its home straight. There are just two weeks to go until the city heads to the polls. I'm joined now by our City Hall editor, Ross Lydell. Ross, you were with Sean Bailey earlier. He's still behind in the polls, but the last couple of surveys have shown that gap narrowing at least just a little bit. Yes, there is a glimmer of hope for candidates whose name is not Sadiq Khan, basically because Sadiq's own support is falling slightly. Uh, two polls yesterday both suggested that his lead had shrunk by around 3 to 4%. Uh, he's still got a commanding lead, I think it's fair to say. He's still around 40-odd percent and higher, uh, with Sean Bailey polling around 28%. Uh, Lib Dem, Louisa Porritt, around 8 or 9%, and Shan Berry, perhaps slightly surprisingly, falling away. She had been running level pegging with Louisa Porritt, but uh, the indication is she's pulling around 6 or 7% now. Uh, 2016 election, the Greens actually came third. So it would be a bit of a surprise if they fell into fourth place. But on the bigger picture, uh, Sadiq has still got a, a Decent gap, you would say, over over Sean Bailey of sort of between 13 and sort of 15, 16 points. And a key thing, of course, is that the way the election works is that the best place two candidates from the first round go through to a second round runoff, assuming Sadiq or, or Sean, for that matter, doesn't get 50% in the first ballot. And then the polls yesterday did still show that Sadiq would win quite handsomely by sort of 60-odd percent to 40 percent once second preferences were taken into account. So overall, it's not quite uh, what Alex Ferguson might have said as squeaky bum time for Sadiq, but it may be giving his campaign uh, the odd pause for thought, and certainly they'll be looking to shore up their natural vote over the next two weeks. Interesting you mentioned Alex Ferguson there because Sadiq had been talking about his footballing heroes. Graham Souness is the man that he kind of aspires to be, I suppose. That's right. Well, I asked him, he's, he's known as a great fan of Liverpool, even though he's a Londoner. And he said he supported Liverpool. And he said, you know, he's always been a red of one manner or another. And asked him, you know, which uh, players, which Liverpool players he most closely associated himself with both in terms of his politics and his approach on the pitch because he was 
doing a bit of a knockabout with Hackney Wick football team today. When I was young, when I was young, my heroes were Graham Sunes, Ian Rush, and Kenny Dalglish. And uh, Sunes was a great leader. Ian Rush scored great, great goals, but also he teamed up with Kenny Dalglish. What Kenny Dalglish and Ian Rush and Graham Sunes realised is neither one of them's by themselves uh, led to the team's uh, victory. All of them working together did. So I hope I hope I'm a combination of uh, Rush and Dalglish's goals, uh, Sunes's leadership but Liverpool team's winning mentality, we're a team. Uh, and uh, I put it to Sadiq as well that Sunes was known for his rather dirty tackles and Sadiq wasn't quite as keen to answer that question. You mentioned earlier how the Greens appear to be falling back a little bit in the polls. Sadiq Khan today, though, was encouraging people to, to vote Green, wasn't he? Yes, Sadiq has said already that he is essentially asking Green voters to lend him their vote. Uh, which is a bit of a, a cheeky move, to be to be honest. I'm asking people to give me their first preference. Let's give their second preference to uh, Sean Berry because that's what I'm doing. But I'm asking Green voters to give me their first preference because the reality is I'm the only person that can beat the Tory candidate. And we know the Tory candidate's policies are anti the Green agenda. Obviously, what that means is probably very little in terms of the way the result comes out in the end. But what it's doing is basically making clear overtures to people who put green policies uh, at the top of their list for the way they're going to vote, whether it's air quality, the environment, ecology and so on. What do the Greens make of that, Ross? I think it's fair to say that Sean Berry is not best pleased at the idea of uh, green voters being asked to lend their vote. Our polling in the election is, is really solid at the moment. It's shown us for a long time now to be getting a record result in May. People want to vote for something positive and a new start, and that's what we're offering. She feels the system currently counts against her because she actually gets many more second preference votes than first preference. And she said, if only we could add them together, she wouldn't be too far off Sean Bailey. She would uh, probably be you know, running for sort of second place and overall support amongst Londoners. Uh, the Greens, for their own part, when I last spoke to them, hadn't made up their mind. They said it would be a party decision, not just Shan's own decision, who they would recommend their second preference votes get cast for. And that's probably much more meaningful because it's obviously highly likely that Shan Berry won't make it through to the second round. So people who choose her first, their votes will only count for their second preference. So really, if you're a Green voter voting Shan 1, what Sadiq really wants is for his name to be second. Uh, that's probably most likely. Some Greens might go Lib Dem second. They might choose nobody second. They might choose Count Binface second. Uh, they might choose Lawrence Fox, which is unlikely. They probably won't vote Sean, Sean Bailey. So Sadiq would be hoping that some Green supporters would come to him either as a first preference or a second preference. And the Lib Dems, of course, have been attacking Sadiq Khan's green record, haven't they? Yes, Louisa Porritt, the Lib Dem, believes she's got uh, basically a key line of attack to keep going at Sadiq over the Silvertown Tunnel, which is this proposed tunnel that be a four-lane tunnel under the Thames linking Greenwich and Newham, essentially designed to alleviate the pressure that exists at present on the Blackwall Tunnel, particularly people who are trying to drive north. It, there's you know, it's long queues throughout the day, uh, simply through the, the level of traffic trying to use this tunnel. There is a particular problem that a lack of road crossings in East London, but according to Lib Dems and many others, including the Greens too, and there's many, many campaigners and even some Labour councils in the vicinity as well, think this is a disastrous idea for the environment. It simply is an outdated idea that doesn't tally with where London needs to be now on air quality, air pollution 
And the last thing you want to do is build more roads and encourage more traffic. Our air quality is terrible in London. I'm an asthmatic because of it. And the climate emergency is a crisis that's never gone away and is only getting more and more urgent by the day. So it absolutely has to be a priority for the next mayor. Um, children are dying because of our poor air quality. So there's a whole range of things we can do um, from housing to transport to clean that up. So Louisa Porritt describes this as Sadiq's dirty little secret. And the reason for that is that there's no mention of Silvertown Tunnel in his manifesto either 2021 or his manifesto back in 2016, which is kind of surprising, seeing as it would cost about £2 billion, both in the upfront and the after payments that TfL would have to make under the PFI scheme that it would be built with. Now, the Conservatives are in an interesting position here because today the Prime Minister, in fact, is telling global leaders to take global warming more seriously. This is not all about uh, some expensive, uh, politically correct a uh, green act of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of bunny-hugging, uh, or, or, or however you want to put it. I'm not wrong with bunny-hugging, but I, you, you know what I'm driving at, uh, friends and colleagues. This is about growth and jobs. Sean Bailey in London, though, isn't being seen as the big green candidate. He seems to be more in favour of cars over cyclists, doesn't he? I think it's fair to say Sean has definitely got a reputation as favouring the motorist over the cyclist, although he's actually a bit handy on a bike himself. He borrowed my bike earlier, we were just before we did an interview in St James's Park, and he was sort of eyeing it up and thought, can I have a little spin on that? And off he went. And uh, he certainly knows uh, how to handle two wheels, no question about that. He says he's been a BMX rider since his teens and says he does still cycle. He's got a hybrid bike, he said, when he's cycling with his family. But he attracted controversy previously when he was quite critical of the embankment cycle superhighway and suggested that be uh, diverted through the city, through the square mile, uh, largely on the back of a campaign by black cabbies to have the embankment cycleway torn up. Uh, and basically today I put it to him that many of his mayoral manifesto policies really have to be rewritten in the light of what Boris said about increasing uh, efforts to tackle the nation's and the, the world's global carbon footprint. He denied this. Because here in London, we have a very specific issue. We're a huge city with 9 million people in it and we need some kind of vehicle movement for our economic well-being. But let's look at the professional drivers, for instance. When we gave them the congestion charge, it didn't lower the amount of them that were in London. It just increased the amount they had to pay. And what that then did, they passed the cost on to us as consumers, which makes the cost of living in London more. What I want to do is reduce the cost of living in London, encourage people out of their cars into professional cars. And what's important, those professional Professional drivers get the latest technology far quicker than private cars. So not only do we have less cars on the roads, we have the newest non-polluting cars as well. That's why we're going that way. But I thought it was a fair question because we have to look at what he's proposing. He's proposing, for example, to not extend the ULEs to the north and south circulars, which uh, Sadiq is planning. Sean would also allow minicabs within the congestion charge zone to be exempt from the charge, uh, they currently have to pay it as a way to try and reduce vehicles. He's also opposed the Greater London boundary charge. So there's a number of policies there. And then the, actually the final one I should mention is that he also would introduce a 30 minute free parking in the suburban town centres in outer London. So there's plenty in his manifesto that seems to favour the motorist over uh, those who wish the environment to be uh, in a sort of better 
condition, if you like. Uh, but he said, actually, the biggest priority was looking after the economy first and that the way to tackle air quality and air pollution was not to hit Londoners in the pocket. And just quickly, Ross, Sean Bailey borrowed your bike, but uh, Sadiq Khan wasn't going to let that go, was he? Well, it was almost as if today the mayoral election took quite a surreal turn. First, I'd cycled in from my home in East London into Westminster to meet Sean with his battle bus. Alas, the battle bus got stuck in traffic and was an hour late, so I never actually got to see the battle bus. I then rode over to Hackney Marshes, where Sadiq was doing uh, a photo opportunity with some young footballers from Hackney Wick FC. And I mentioned to Sadiq as a little sort of throwaway that Sean had had a ride on my bike earlier today and in the interests of um, sort of impartiality to try and be fair to both leading candidates um, that uh, Sadiq could have a ride on the bike too. And Sadiq then said, well, did Sean manage to do any bunny hops? And I said, no, uh, he hasn't. He said, well, I can do bunny hops. And um, his uh, his aides were sort of quietly cringing at this and saying, this is not going to happen. But Sadiq did get on my bike. Now, I'm probably a good sort of eight, ten inches taller than Sadiq at least. So my bike is probably a bit big for him, but he did get on it uh, on the grass on Hackney Marshes in, in front of me and in front of five Fleet Street photographers proceeded then to go around in circles doing bunny hops. He didn't get too far off the ground, but he did get off the ground. He did keep his promise. And um, I think this is probably the most fun day so far in the mayoral campaign. That was off the ground, both of them. No. Both wheels, both wheels. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> bike's too heavy, it's a nonsense no. bike. We have everything you need on the London mayoral election at standard.co.uk. Check out the latest news, videos and candidate profiles there. And of course, we'll bring you all the analysis you need right here on the Leader Podcast. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.